wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is a show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. My name is Will Moala. I'm the pastor of the Paravista and the Gola Seminary Adventist Churches here in South Australia. Thank you for joining us today. This week's theme, Steps to a Dynamic Relationship with Jesus. And we're basically up to part two of this because we spent the whole of last week looking at this very topic here on Drive Time BQ&A. And today we are looking at the question, is growth in Christ possible? Very important question. Is growth in Christ possible? And today, uh, as it was last week, my co-host is Pastor David Butcher. And David is the lead pastor here of the SDA Churches in South Australia. It's good to have be back in the studio with you, um, David. Hey, great to be with you again, Will. It's um, Normally, uh, when I've been on, I sit opposite Gary, but uh, you're a younger <laughs> version of Gary, just as wise as him, and um, it's good to be with you, and wonderful to uh, be able to interact with our listeners. So we want yeah. them to send messages in, don't we, Will? Yeah, absolutely. So we might actually share that uh, number right now at the top of the show. Uh, we'd love to hear any questions, comments. We normally send this uh this text number out for the free book offer but we would really love on behalf of our team to get a bit more engagement from our listeners out there let us know you're listening in if you've got a question that's related to today's topic or even maybe another question you're curious about the Christian faith or things we have been discussing on the program why don't you text us here in the studio 048 80811. And so as we just mentioned, we are continuing the theme steps to a dynamic relationship with Jesus. But particularly David and I are going to look at the question, is growth in Christ possible? And so that's what we're going to look at today. And we really do hope that uh, you're able to tune in and listen. And uh, when the free book offer comes up, Please uh, text us in. We'd love to put that into your hands as soon as possible. And so, uh, Pastor David, as we normally do at this time of the show, we always like to get a bit of a feel of what's out there in uh, the religious world in terms of news, what's happening out there currently. And I thought the article I'd like to maybe share with us and our listeners today, um, David, is this um, article I just looked at um, very recently off the Religion News Service uh, website. And it is by a fellow by the name of David Curry. And, uh, yeah, this article is, is fairly recent. Um, it was, um, just, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And it was talking about, um, basically this idea of, uh, persecution. And, uh, the title of the article is actually Lost in Ukraine and the SCO2TUS. Five urgent Christian persecution situation. It's a bit of a mouthful, that heading. So I'll say it one more time. Lost in Ukraine and SCOTUS, if I could use that term. Five urgent Christian persecution situation. And basically, the thrust of the article, David, is, is, um, typically media will cover certain aspects of what's happening in the world. And, and yeah, David's kind of saying, look, the, the Russia Ukraine crisis obviously has been front and center in a lot of news outlets currently. But, um, David kind of says, hey, you know, there's other things maybe that, uh, you know, people may not be aware of or it's not getting as much exposure uh, when it comes to media. And so the article, yeah, I, I read it just uh, recently. I thought, man, I would love to share it with our listeners today. And look, just another thing, um, look, 
bit of a confession time, Dev. I didn't really know what S-C-O-T-U-S meant, so I had to go to our trusted source, Google, and it told me right there, Supreme Court of the United States. So I learned something new just in the last few days. Yeah, yeah so what this is saying, as I understand it, uh, Will, is that, yeah, the war in Ukraine has been front and centre almost daily yeah. uh, on on key um, websites and news bulletins, etc. but it was this Roe versus Wade, this overturning by yeah. the U.S. Supreme Court of the abortion laws yeah. that um, has taken the war in Ukraine off the front page. But what you're highlighting beneath the surface, it is uh, there are other things that are also really consequential that impact humanity. Yeah. And uh, just basically, the as the title says, five urgent Christian persecution situations. And I'll just kind of share with our listeners uh, on today's program uh, number one that they talk, that David talks about in the article here is, uh, North Korea's, uh, new campaign against Christians. Now, if you read the article, David, it basically says that North Korea is perhaps one of the worst places to be a Christian right now. Look, it is absolutely. And, and let me just preface all of this, Will. We live in a multicultural society and I'm really grateful for that. I mean, I just think yep. of food, right? The diversity of food. Yes. I mean, um, the typical Caucasian Australian that uh, might have come out from England, etc., or their heritage. Um, we don't have a lot of food culture, do we? But it's yep. all of these other cultures, just in one aspect, I guess, food, right? That, that enriches our society. Sure. A- and so we are blessed by a multicultural society. Uh, but I don't know about you, but I, I continually feel that um, Christianity is being squeezed out of the media uh, unless, yeah. of course, it is something to do with um, uh, child sex abuse or or um, same-sex marriage or anything. But then it tends to be attacking uh, Christianity. But when I look at our media, they're quite happy, and, and I'm not against this at all. I just don't think there's a balance. But they're quite happy to portray other world religions and put them out there and uplift them as, as enriching yeah. and beneficial. But whenever I hear uh, the media in Australia talk about Christianity, it's usually in a it's derogatory a, or deriding yeah. perspective. And yet Christians worldwide are some of the most persecuted people. So you've mentioned North Korea, is that right? Yeah, so North Korea is here on, in the article. Um, and uh, David says that when he meets, he's met with uh, various Northern Korean believers. And, uh, you know, he says that, yeah, it's... Almost, I think it, as the article says here, for more than 20 consecutive years, North Korea has ranked as the world's worst place to be a Christian, supplanted only by Afghanistan. And look, I didn't even know that, David. You know, when I think of North Korea, I think of what everyone thinks of, that, that, that leader guy. Kim, Kim, Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un, yeah. And that's as, and we know that it's nasty. And I've, I've watched a couple of 60 minutes kind of, um, pieces on, you know, what's happening over there with China and North Korea and all that. But yeah, I never really kind of stopped to think that there are people in that country who are basically being killed and persecuted just because of their freedom to want to practice their, their faith. And look, Will, uh, I think in, in corresponding with your article, there's another brilliant one called One in Seven Global Christians Face Persecution in 2021. Wow. And it's by Lifeway Research by Aaron Earls and also, um, uh, the same author you've mentioned, David Curry, is, is also talks about, and it, it deals with the same information. And basically, it says that um, in the past year, so 2021, 360 million, 360 million. I mean, we're talking that's more people than what is in the entire United States. Wow, 360 million Christians, or one in seven believers around the world, suffered significant persecution for their faith. 
Yeah. Um, now, this is Christians. Now, how often do we hear about that on the, on the, on the news? Yeah. Never. We hear about the Uyghurs, and I believe they're Muslim, and what's happening there is just shocking. Um, and that should be up front and center, but so should Christian persecution. So one in seven believers around the world suffered significant persecution for their faith every day in 2021. And it says an average of more than 16 believers were killed for following Jesus. And that's wow. every day. With close, to 60, 6, 000, with close to 6,000 total martyrs in 2021, which was, which was a 24% increase in Christians killed for their faith. You know that's pretty alarming, David. Because you know, you know, we're here in Australia, and we don't almost, almost, uh, almost affirming what we were just saying that the media, to some degree, picks and chooses what what the masses are, you know, are, are exposed to. So, as David Woodcarry was saying, the article, everything is Russia, Ukraine, Russia, Russia, Ukraine, which is obviously it's important because we don't want to, you know. But there are other aspects, you know, in the global world. Where Christians are being persecuted, North Korea. Um, in the article, it you know also talks about China. They they've got this supposedly this China surveillance state gets an upgrade, and so you know it's talking about how China's stepping up their surveillance technology um, so that they could basically facial recognize someone. You know, as the article says, um, if they're you know, a Uyghur Muslim, if we're Uyghur or Muslim, so it's more like okay, we'll. And who knows where, how far their technology is. They might just, you know, in, in literally half a millisecond, they can just access, okay, this guy, he's a Christian, he's A, B, and C, and you're immediately an enemy, enemy of the state, you know. So that's pretty scary when, when you've got these, um, these communist, you know, governments and powers Look, doing that. Absolutely. And what you said about North Korea, uh, the article I'm reading from says 50 to 70,000 Christians are currently in prison imprisoned in North Korea's prison and labor camps, according to Open Doors. Wow. I mean, just 50,000 to 70,000 Christians are in, currently imprisoned in North Korea. Man. Now, we don't hear about that. Yep. And, and maybe part of this is, I guess, the media that we get in our culture is Western, don't we? Yeah. If there's a war in the Ukraine, and this is massive, and I'm not, uh, and I've met some people from the Ukraine, and I just can't begin to imagine what they would ex be experiencing. In fact, yeah. I was in America in mid-June, and there were some, uh, Seventh-day Adventist Christians that came over from Ukraine. It was, a, it was like a convention, if you like. There were Russian Seventh-day Adventist Christians as well. And, and I guess my heart went out, I guess to both groups, but particularly the Ukrainian Christians of whatever, or Ukrainian people full stop, whether they're Christian or not. Um, but these ones, I'm thinking, they've come out to the West, they've come out to America relatively safe, um, although there's lots of... Yeah. Murder in America, right? But, but no war as such. And they've got to go back home to their country. So it is true that it should be front and center. But we don't hear about, um, the Christians being persecuted in Afghanistan or North Korea. And Afghanistan, as you mentioned, has taken top place since the Taliban ha has taken over control yeah. again. And basically it's saying all, all Christians there are essentially in hiding or on the run. Yeah. So. And, and you think of Africa, you know, we hear about uh, Boko Haram, I think it's called this, this uh, Muslim group that persecutes and kidnaps, etc. Um, mm. But we don't hear too much because it's not Western. Yeah. It's, and I'll put it this way, if you like, because it's not white culture, it's not Europe, it's not North America, it's not Australia, yeah. it doesn't really have the same um, focus by our media. 
and maybe doesn't have the same impact on our culture and so it's not shown. And maybe, just maybe, and this is just a, um, surmising, that maybe because it's Christian as well it doesn't count. Yeah, yep. So, yes, I guess this article, and for our listeners out there, you can just go on online and you can just you know, catch all this um, information for yourselves. But I think what this means to me is, is, is David is, you know, the, the threat of persecution, although it may not be on our front doorsteps here in Australia, you know, because what do we say in our intro each and every day, you know, religious trends in light of Bible prophecy. Yeah, absolutely. The book of Revelation talks about prophet. It talks about persecution, talks about this, this idea of the dragon being wroth with the woman, uh, the church. So there's definitely, uh, persecution that's going to be a theme, uh, especially as you look at it in the book of Revelation. I look at the early church, uh, David, as you are aware of the book of Acts. It, it, they were a persecuted church. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of scriptural references, you know, that talk about persecution. The one that comes to my mind is the one in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 12, where the apostle Paul says to Timoth- uh, young Timothy, he says, yes, and all who are Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus uh, will suffer persecution. So it's, uh, it's uh, something that, that as Christians in the West, as you're saying, David, um, we need to be, hey, we maybe our na- days are numbered, you know. Maybe those days where we're going to church and just, you know, having this freedom to worship, as it were, in some of our um, Western countries, you know, that may change. We take so much for granted, don't we? And, and we'll, what I really love in the Gospel of Matthew, in Matthew chapter yeah. 10, just look at the Gospel of Matthew. Everything yes. that happens in the Gospel of Matthew before chapter 10, in other words, chapters uh, 3 to 9, Jesus gets baptized at the end of chapter 3. He's led by the uh, Spirit into the wilderness in chapter 4 and, and uh-huh. uh, tempted. But then he begins his ministry in about verse 17 of chapter 4 of Matthew. But everything between chapter 4 to the end of chapter 9 in Matthew right. is done by Jesus. Okay. All the miracles, all the teaching, everything. But at the beginning of chapter 10, Jesus gathers, gathers his disciples to himself and he gives them the last lecture, the last training session. Yep. They've been on practical uh, assignment with him, viewing and watching. He's been modeling. Chapter 10, he sends them out as apostles. Yes. Now, in that sending out... He gives them this last sermon, if you like, uh, for their sending. And he says to them in chapter 10, he lets them know that persecutions will come. He says, you'll be delivered up uh, to councils and scourge, and they'll scourge you in their synagogues. Then in verse 21 of chapter 10, he says, now brother will deliver you up. Uh, brother will deliver up brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. And wow. then he says in verse 22, you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. Saved, yes. When they persecute in the city, in the city, flee to the country. Uh, for assuredly I say to you, you will not have gone through all the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. And so what he's basically saying, and yeah. the end of that section in verse 26, he says, therefore, do not fear them. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed yeah. and hidden that will not be known. So wow. as Christians, we shouldn't think it's going to be a life of a, a bed of roses. Yeah. We follow Jesus who was persecuted. The disciples were persecuted. And we need to trust in him and we need to make use of the time we have. And I think in these two reports we've looked at, Will, and for our listeners out there, yeah. um, we need to pray for people that are persecuted of all faiths. 
Yeah. Regardless of faith. Right. But I also want to challenge our fellow believers that are listening to pray for fellow believers as well. Pray for fellow Christians where it doesn't make the news and pray that, that God will give them the faith to stand and that they will experience his presence yeah. by their sides. Yeah. So that's our World Watch segment. Thank you, David, for um, sharing a bit there as well. So uh, for our listeners out there, and if you're, if you're, uh, if you are listening from the same place of the globe that we are in Australia, we are very lucky and, um, to know that there are Christians around the world that are being persecuted, tortured, even killed. It's a very sobering, uh, thought. And even as we reflect on what we're doing here at Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A makes it all the more important, um, that we share. Because um, these the message needs to go out, and so just want to thank you for. Um, hope that you enjoyed that little World Watch segment. We're going to shift gears now, and we're going to go to our free book offer before we head to some music. Uh, the book that we're going to be promoting today is the book Steps to Christ, and um, this is perhaps one of the most beautiful books that you could ever read, uh, apart from Scripture, that really highlights the person of Jesus Christ. And so thousands have become acquainted with Jesus through this little book, Steps of Christ. Look, I've read it many times. I know Pastor David's read it a bunch of times. And look, we know that it will be a blessing to you as well. So if you would like a free copy, please text the code word here into the studio, SA60. That is SA60. Text the code word SA60 to 04888-80811. Once again, the code word SA60 to 04888-80811. And our friendly bot will respond to you and get your details, and they will get that book out to you as soon as possible. So that's our World Watch segment. That's the free book offer. We'll plug the free book offer one more time in our program. Please don't go away. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, BQ&A. We'll be back in just a moment. Little bird, don't fly so low. You were made to soar. This I do know. Your wings are tired Bruising, clipped by nasty winds Winter's coming, food is scarce Friends are few and money sparse Don't worry Don't worry
little bird doesn't cost much Get caught in choice, they never fall Without him knowing as such My friend, you were more than many sparrows If a sparrow means so much to Little Bird by Janine Orwa. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A. Welcome back to our show. We just promoted our free book offer before the break, but if you just missed it and you just jumped on, I'd like to promote it just one more time real quick. Our free book offer for today's program is Steps to Christ. It is a little book, but it is a rocket of a book, and I am telling you, if you have not read Steps to Christ, you do need to text us to receive a free book offer. Uh, so if you'd like to receive Steps to Christ, please text the code word SA60 to 048 One more time, SA60 to 048 Our friendly bot will get in touch with you, get your details, and we'll get that book out to you as soon as possible. Hey, Mike, Will. Yes. I like spontaneity, do you? Yes, I do. I like trying to throw the host off. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, and that is an incredible book. So I want to really encourage our listeners to, to ring up for that yes, number. But Will, please. I want to put you on the spot. Uh-oh. Where was that last song? Who sang it? Janine, yes, yeah, so now, Janine. Now, Will, you're very, um, you're not a very proud man, and that's <laughs> praise God, hey. But, but you're the pastor of which Seventh Day Adventist church? Yeah, Paravista, Paravista. Paravista. Yeah. This is in the um, northern suburbs of Adelaide. It's yes. about uh, twelve kilometres north <laughs> of the city. And that lady that sang Janine Orwa, she is from which church, Will? Yeah. Yep, she's from Paravista Church. It's Paravista Church. So if anyone that is listening, you might not live in Adelaide, so you may not be able to come and hear Janine sing at Pastor Will's church, and you may not be able to come and see him preach, but you can watch them online, yes. Will, and I'm going to put you on the spot. How well do you know your <laughs> church? How do they find out and see the live stream from the Paravista yep. Seventh-day Adventist Church? So if you just go to YouTube, I, I believe, and just type in Paravista SDA Church, and it should pop up, and you'll see a bunch of videos in yeah, some sermons and stuff that we upload. So, yeah, look, I actually thought of uh, giving Janine a little plug, and I said, "Oh, I'll just keep going." But, but now that you brought it out, I've actually my whole song selection for our program is from Janine, and um, she is, yeah, she's a very gifted, um, talented musician, and her husband Glendon, uh, our worship leader, and they do a fabulous job at Power Vista, and they they are. A lovely couple. They love the Lord, and uh, I am lucky to work with them. You're, you're blessed, and they are too. So just to be fair to all of our listeners right yes. across Australia, if you are interested in visiting a Seventh-day Adventist church, uh-huh. maybe, you could, maybe you could type into Google Seventh-day Adventist church near me, yeah. and um, they might have an online service, or yes. if you're free Saturday morning, just go in and check it out and um, experience the worship in your local Seventh-day Adventist church. Thanks, Will. All right. 
Thanks for that, Pastor David. So now we're going to get into our content for today's program. We're looking at this idea of the theme, Steps to a Dynamic Relationship with Jesus. But David, you and I are going to look at the question in spe- specifically, is growth in Christ possible? So why don't you walk us through this idea? Is it possible to grow in Christ? What does the Bible say about it? And I guess um, how does that affect uh, a person that may be listening to our show today? Yeah, look... Um the whole concept of discipleship and disciples uh, and disciple makers is really thrown and bandied about in Christianity today, isn't it? But yeah. what does it really mean to grow up into Christ? So a disciple, I believe, really simply put, is a follower of Jesus Christ. Yes. Uh, it's almost, I picture it like a, 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 a mother hen or a duck with all the little ducklings following. They follow the mother. Mm. They, in this case, they follow Jesus Christ. Yep. So when someone comes to Jesus... Uh, when they give their life to him and um, when they are born again, that born again experience, uh, when a baby is born, is it born fully grown? Absolutely not. And I don't know about you. I've um, <laughs> well, I've been to the birth of my two, my own two children, right? Right. Um, and I've also visited as as a pastor many uh, families after they've given birth. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, not present. That's not appropriate. But I've been there, you know, a couple of days later or whatever it might be, whatever is appropriate to visit the family in hospital. Yes. And every now and again, Will, I am absolutely amazed to see, particularly the amount of hair on some children. <laughs> Like it's like some people are just born with this incredible right. head of hair. Um, mullets are back in fashion in some places in society, and but sometimes a baby just has this incredible gift and right. this crop of hair. Um, but that's typically not the way. When people are born, we're born as babies, right? Yeah. But we, if we we if we stay as babies, there's something wrong physically. Yeah. Yep. And, of course, sadly, there are all sorts of um, various conditions where some people have all sorts of challenges in this way. Yep. Some age too quick and they're still young, etc., etc. But when we come to Christ, we're like a newborn baby. But I guess the question is, should we have a desire to grow up into Christ? Yeah. And I don't know, Will, if you can think of any verses that, that might challenge us in that area. I think the one that comes to my mind is in First Peter, um, probably... Probably, yeah, right down the line what you're saying. First Peter chapter two in verse two, the, you know, Peter says, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. That's first Peter chapter two. Um, so, so you don't feed babies milk forever, do you? I mean, yeah. it, typically it's been a while that I can remember, right, um, with our children, but <laughs> after it gets to about, it tends to be happen to cease before two years of age, yeah. roughly, right? Yeah. After that, and, and you can start giving children solids, I'm, I'm thinking from memory, from uh, some solids from about six months on, yeah. perhaps. You don't feed children milk forever. Yeah. Because they, won't, time. they won't grow and get the nourishment. Yeah. And I think the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 3, uh, 1 and 2, he also says something. I don't know if you can look that one up, yep. Will, for us. Yep. So it says here, just real quick while I get it, uh, here it is, 1 Corinthians 3. It says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. 
Uh, that's First Corinthians 3 and verse 1. And then in the next verse, it says, this is the Apostle Paul speaking, I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able. So this is the Corinthian wow. church, right? And, and I have, I take a bit of heart when I look at the Corinthian church, and it's a little bit wrong, I guess, to take heart, because it's a pretty sad picture. Yeah. The Corinthian church had all sorts of challenges, and yet Paul still calls them saints when he begins the, the book of Corinthians. And yet the believers there were still on milk, spiritual yeah. milk. Uh, biblically, they were, uh, we might use the term illiterate, they were babies. They hadn't grown up into Christ. And in Hebrews, we also read some of this. So the, the picture for people when they come to Jesus and give their life to him is to actually um, grow. Yeah. Just like you want a baby to be able to, yeah. you know, when it begins to crawl, you're excited. And then when it stands, you're worried because the babies might open yeah. up cupboards and pull things yeah, yeah. out. And then when they walk, what a joy that yeah. is. Actually, I've got a, a very real illustration right now, Dave. This is hot off the press this week because my little Narai is two years old. And uh, me and my wife kind of high-fived each other just a couple of days ago because she's in the potty season training yes and she did her first <laughs> kind of experience in the potty and you know and this you're is, excited yeah I mean, you know like what what you know gives me joy now is yes she did it in the potty so we were high-fiving each other at home and and you know to see Naraya like her face lit up because she know she she knew that me and you know her mum and dad were proud of her and yeah even just seeing her growth you know just how she's kind of grown so quickly even in the last number of months you know um um, but, uh, you know, she, we used to pay, you know, an arm and a leg for nappies and now she's literally just in the last few weeks have just stopped wearing the nappies and now she's kind of um, progressed. And, and so that's what we, we're seeing this. See. Yeah. Exactly. You want to see that growth. And if you provide the right environment and nurture and care, yeah. typically that's what you experience, correct? Yeah. Um, so I guess another question perhaps we might want to consider is why are we not able to cause our own spiritual growth? And I guess thinking of um, uh, human life, um, your little girl, every yeah. little baby, they can't provide for themselves. It's almost yeah. like the mother in part and, and the father also. They're almost like life support, aren't they, for a yeah. newborn baby? Yep. The baby essentially cannot hardly do anything for itself except for breathing and yeah. using its bodily functions, etc., yeah. and crying. And You know, and Dave, I love it, Dave, when I see... When you watch those docos, you know, on the savannah and you see all the lions and you always see all the, the, the rhinos and elephants and you always see the little baby and the, the baby's always the one that's being led by the parents or, you know, that takes the whole of that community to make sure it's okay, you know? So, um, yeah, so it happens in the natural world and, and obviously happens in, in, in humanity, you know, if you just leave a baby just on its own. You know, you actually remind me a story, Dave. I mean, it's probably a little bit not right on topic, but it was about a baby that was found in the drain in Sydney yeah. a few years ago. And, um, you know, like, you know, well, what could lead a mother to do that? Like, I'm not judging a person, but, you know, it's, it's, um, would have been heartbreaking for whoever had to make that such, such a decision. But then, you know, to see life just, you know, I forgot the details, but, but the, the baby was found and it found a home where it could be loved and supported, you know, and, um, 
when we look at a news article like that and see a baby alone, it, regardless of your faith and whatever your background is, it just doesn't seem right. It's unnatural. Unnatural. It's unnatural. And, and also, typically, in the natural world, as you said, there is care and yes. nurture provided by by the parents, if yeah. you like, in the in the animal world. Not always. There are some exceptions, yeah. but generally that's the case. So, so why can't we nurture ourselves? And and I think John three three, Jesus is talking yeah. to Nicodemus. And right. I don't know if you've got that there, Will. Yep. Yeah, it says there in the Gospel of John, chapter 3 and verse 3, uh, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, now think about this, and, and let's think mm. humanly, and you and I aren't doctors or, or um, obstetricians or anything like that, nor do we profess to be, so yep. please don't take our, our uh, medical <laughs> advice. Spiritual, hopefully, but not medical. Uh, so when a, a, a baby cannot determine uh, and I hope I'm right in what I say a baby cannot determine its its own choices mm. and, and it uh, you know I want to I you know, it can't make itself grow. It's reliant and dependent yeah. on its mother. And so when Jesus says to Nicodemus, you know, most assuredly I'm telling you, um, unless you're born again, you can't see the kingdom of God. Yeah. Uh, you and I can't can't make that born again experience happen just like a baby when it when it's um you know yeah. in, in the in the body of the mother and father it it doesn't exist right? right there's a coming together of mother and father and so the baby cannot bring life in and of itself it it's from without itself just like a, a plant can't automatically spring up it takes a seed that has sure. to germinate sure. and grow and that's what the new birth is and so as adults or as believers as 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 people that can make cognitive decisions god is saying we must be born again and nicodemus yeah. what did he was sort of perplexed by this yeah. wasn't he yeah, he was kind of like questioning Jesus. How can you, a man be born the second time? Does he need to go into his mother's womb the second time? And, you know, there's a dialogue between uh, Nicodemus and Jesus. And so, you know, Jesus, you know, actually in that same chapter we just read, a few verses down the line in verse 7, uh, Jesus says to Nicodemus again, Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. And, and probably like the way I kind of read that as well, um, this was a religious person. Yeah, he, so, he was a teacher. So, yeah, he was a teacher and he was very, you know, he was one of the spiritual leaders of the community. And for him to say that to Jesus, or for Jesus to say that to him, would have been, you know, uh, right between the eyes and almost maybe he was a bit defensive, a little bit perplexed. What does he mean? And I think later on in the story, he, w- he would have understood what Jesus was saying. But, yeah, talk to us about that idea. It's, I love what you're saying, David, this born again, because we're talking about growing in Christ. It starts with being born again, according to the words of Jesus. And what you're saying is that we can't generate that ourselves. No, and nor can we generate the growth. Now, this is really critical. Right. Because sometimes people will come to Jesus, they'll give their heart to Jesus, and they'll think, hey, Uh um, I've arrived, I'm all good, Um, see you later, mum and dad, so to speak. You know, I've I've given my heart to Jesus, I'll just go off. I've got it all together. Um, In other words, I'm saved, um, I know everything I need to know. However, um, in Mark chapter 4, verse 28, Jesus says, For the earth yields crops by itself. First the blade, then the head. After that, the full head of grain in the head. So I think what Jesus is saying here is just as birth is dependent on a supernatural cause outside of the baby's own ability, if you like, or the fetus's own ability or the cell's own ability, so too with nature. 
Exactly the same. But but once a Christian comes to Christ, that growth from from a, a seed that's germinated to a little uh, uh, seedling that pops up to to a a stalk mm, or yeah. whatever it may be. It, there is a growth that has to occur, and what is it that nurtures that growth? It's the sun, it's the rain, yeah. it's the it's the temperature, it, it's the nutrients, and who provides all of that? Mm. The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes That's down fun. from the Father in, of Amen. lights, in Amen. whom there is no shadow of turning. So God is the one. This is critical. That also enables us to grow spiritually. Right. So it's not about whether you know Hebrew or Greek. And yep. I hopefully you know yours, uh, Will. <laughs> Just a tad. Just a tad. Oh, I still remember some Greek, not much of Hebrew. But it's not about how much Hebrew or Greek or Aramaic or Latin or whatever it may be, right? Yeah. Or Arcadian. None of that. It's about have we committed ourselves and are we committing ourselves to Jesus Christ on a daily basis? Right. Yeah, I don't know what your thoughts may so be. So maybe, there. so what I'm hearing you saying, David, is growth in Christ is Possible, but we've got to recognize that we can't grow ourselves. Uh, in a sense, kind of coming back to the baby analogy, the the baby needs that that motherly and you know that care, that nourishment, you know, the feeding of the milk. It needs needs a constant care and attention, and and that baby, you know, left to its own devices, will not grow. And the same, I think, the same thing in this in the Christian journey is is that we are dependent upon. God essentially to to allow us to grow into the disciples that he he wants us to be. Absolutely. And I think Luke in Luke 12:27 Jesus puts that really well. He says consider the lilies right. how they grow they neither toil nor spin and yet I say to you even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Right. Now those lilies don't think oh I've got to do this and I've got to do that to to bloom or to have yeah. the flower. They're dependent fully upon being connected to the source and we're going to roll over into this very shortly in John yeah. 15. Uh, but it's God that cares and provides and nurtures and grows. So as we right. are relying on God for birth, so too are we reliant upon God for continual growth and continual life. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm loving what you mentioned in Luke 12 because uh, just the thought came to me because Jesus has, was saying those words, consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Um, yet I say to you, even Solomon in all his glory, it's almost like Jesus is almost saying that, almost like an analogy, David, like a baby, like Nariah will, and, and obviously your children would never have come up to you one day with a frown in their face and you're like, what's going on? And, and they're like, well, I wonder, I'm not growing. You know, the kids don't ask that question. Little babies don't ask that. Nori never come to me and say, Dada, not growing. <laughs> and I think that's Jesus is saying that just as, just as he takes care of, of the lilies of the valley and, you know, as God is this, is sovereign and he takes care of his creation, in some sense he's that, as we trust God, we actually are growing as well as we stay connected to him, as you We are, mentioned. and it's only recently, in, in probably the last six months in my house, uh, our son will be 16 this year, our daughter will be 14. Well, my oh, son, um, for probably the last six months, has been coming up to my wife, checking his height, and I've had to be the mediator <laughs> and working out who's taller. And my oh. son has now <laughs> surpassed my wife, but here's my daughter, and she's shot up as well, right? She'll be 14 in October. Wow. But she is telling me that, and she's quite confident that she'll be taller than me. 
And uh, maybe she will. I don't know. I, I, I hope not, but maybe she will. <laughs> but but growth comes naturally when everything that is provided, yeah. um, you know, typically becomes comes naturally when everything that's provided and the nurture and the care happens. Amen. Well, hey, we're going to go to a book offer right now, so don't go away. If you would like the free book, Steps to Christ, if you have, I'm telling you listeners out there, if you have not read this book, I we urge you to to text the code word uh, SA60 to 048-80811. And we would love to give you a copy of Steps of Christ. I'm telling you, you will fall in love with the book. And more importantly, you'll fall in love of the Savior that is uplifted in this book. Steps of Christ, text the code word SA60 to 048-80811. We'll be right back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. Big Q&A.
That was Tapestry by Janine Orwa. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. Pastor Will Moala here in the studio. My co-host is Pastor David Butcher. He is the lead pastor of the SDA churches here in South Australia. This week's theme, Steps to a Dynamic Relationship with Jesus. Today we've been looking at the question, is growth in Christ possible? And so Pastor David has been really unpacking some scripture to say that, hey, growth is a process. It's it's God's ideal that we are growing in Christ as believers each and every day. So in the last little segment of today's show, David, I know that you were wanting to touch on, I think, a really key passage of scripture um, in the Gospels, and that is in John uh, chapter 15. Yeah. Thank you, Will. So, so when someone gives their life to Christ, they're justified. They're made right with Christ yes. then and there. Immediately they can experience, even if they don't feel it, they need to believe it, that, that if they've committed themselves to Christ, he has made them a new creature. Yeah. But, um, just like when a baby is born, there is that growth. And so I guess I would like to call this sanctification. We're on this continual journey of being, of, as when we commit ourselves to God, he sets us apart and he does a good work in our lives. Right. And we grow as Christians. So in John 15, um, verse 4 and 5, I'm not sure if you can read that for us, Will. John 15, 4 and 5, um, what Jesus says there to his believers. Yep. So in John 15, 4 and 5, the Bible says here, uh, it says, Abide in me and I in you, this is Jesus speaking, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. So farmers don't plant a vineyard to just have the foliage. Okay, They plant a vineyard to get an end product. They want fruit. In fact, they want lots of fruit. And if you read this parable, it's the only parable in John. If you read this parable in John 15, uh, there is much fruit at the end. And there is a, there is, um, that's the outcome the farmer wants. But the focus of this story that Jesus is saying is not on fruit bearing. That's the result. Yeah. The focus is what? It's being on being connected yeah, to the vine, connecting the body, and yeah. so as we are connected to Jesus, as that child, that your daughter was connected to your wife when she was young and yeah. being fed, um, there is life. Yeah. Uh, now, if if she's withdrawn from that feeding, um, sadly, something not nice would happen. Right. Death would result ultimately. And so, when a branch is cut off a tree, and I've worked in areas where I've been a minister in areas where there's lots of grape vines, where, when they go through and cut off parts of the vine and prune, um, essentially those things uh, stay green for a bit, but they wither and dry yeah, and die. die. Yeah. So as we remain connected to Jesus Christ, we can have assurance and surety that we can grow. Mm. It's only while we're connected that we can grow. And I guess, Will, one of the other things that we can say, um, you know, none of us can think that now that I've come to Christ, I can now carry on. I can I can walk on my own. I don't need your help anymore. Yeah. And I don't know, as as human beings, we often have this concept. I, I can walk on my own two feet now, Dad. I don't need to hold your hand anymore, right? Yeah. I'm a big boy, so to speak. Um, and society teaches us to be independent. And yet the Bible says, no, you need to always be dependent upon me, Jesus Christ. Right. And that's why Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit, mm. correct? Yeah. And I think in John chapter 14, I think Jesus uh, talks about the Holy Spirit and he talks about uh, here in John chapter 14, 16, uh, where he says, and I will pray the Father, he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. And so I, yeah, the way I understand it as well, David, is 
is it's through the Holy Spirit, uh, through his ministry to us, it keeps that union with, with Christ because the Holy Spirit is essentially uh, Jesus' representative here on earth. Um, so there's definitely the role of the Spirit. Uh, yeah, in the Gospel of John, he talks about how the Spirit uh, guides us, it helps us. It, it's like he calls it, he's called a counselor. So almost like you were saying, this part of the growth is the nurturing, the, that, 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 that intimate relationship. And I think that's what Jesus was saying to the disciples that, that evening when he was telling them, you know, he was going away. Yes. But then he said, hey, don't, you know, but I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm I'm gonna, you're not going to be orphans. Orphans. I'm going to send you the, the helper. You know, the way I th- uh, thought about it as well is, you know, we're talking about growing in Christ as, as you've been on those, those trips, David, to the, you know, the Holy Lands, Jerusalem and all that. And, you know, when you go to Rome and some of these big, you know, places where they're just hundreds and thousands of people i remember our tour guide he'd have this kind of like kind of like the stick that's right and he had some type of colored handkerchief or something and he's you know so if you ever get lost you just kind of look for you know the the sign so to following speak. the lead yeah and, you some, look up. yeah and i think in, in some ways the guide when we would go overseas and some of our listeners you've probably had the experience you've gone overseas and you've had someone walk you through and explain to you some of the you know the the historical facts about that place and and I often found that uh, in some ways Jesus is like that guide he's uh, the holy spirit I'm I'm talking about he's the one that's kind of walking you through with you he he's one that stands beside you so talking about growing it's essential that that it's the the work of the spirit that helps us in that journey. And if it's not the work of the spirit itself, and this is one of the challenges, yeah. we can deceive ourselves if we think yeah. any growth, spiritual growth, comes from ourselves. Uh, and um, so this 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 growth, we're always connected to Christ if we want to see positive yeah. spiritual growth. And that way, none of us can say, "Oh, it's because of what I've done." Yeah. Um, it's none of us. The part that is from us is daily yielding, mm. surrendering, if you like, and clinging to mm. Christ. I hope, I don't know, this thought just literally in my mind right this second. I hope for our listeners out there, because, you know, you know, David, we're, we're part of the Adventist church, and sometimes we have a few people say things about the, our, our faith, and this, well, my experience anyway, they mm. say, you Adventists, you're always, you know, you're trying to earn your way into heaven by keeping the Sabbath and all these other things. But, but man, I just wish they would know that, that that's not how we see our relationship with God. We're never, we're never entitled to heaven by virtue of our works or anything we do. No it's, one will get there. By yeah. Their own so works. if, if there's someone out there listening that somehow, whether you've got a friend or you've watched something online that, that kind of has this picture that, Adventists are very legalistic and they're trying to earn their way to heaven. That, that's not, we don't re, that's not what we're about. What we're trying to communicate to, to our listeners today is how do we grow in Christ? Not by looking within. We find our growth by, as John says in John 14, 15, staying connected. And, and you know, Will, just listening to what you say, I have um, recently flown and come back from the United States and, and done a bit of travel this last, you, last six months, right? And, and you hop on a plane or even you book your tickets and there are different classes of people. <laughs> and, uh, so when you, you went first class, did you? No, I didn't go first class. But when <laughs> you, you can admit it now. When like, you hop on the plane, right, you walk past first class yeah. and you see the leg room and you see the right. size of the seats and the comfort and then you go through... To business class, economy. and then you go premium economy, <laughs> and then you might be down the back in economy. 
Heaven's not like this. Yeah, so amen. everyone in, in who gets to heaven will be there by the grace of God, not by their own yeah. works. Because Jesus says, he says, um, um, without me, you can you do, do nothing. nothing. Um, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, John fourteen six. So everything is by and through Jesus. Now, when, um, when we stray from Christ... There is a real problem, correct? Yeah. Um, and, and Satan would have us think to look to ourselves. We sin, we fall, and, and we're human. We're imperfect. And um, the challenge then for the believer is when they fall is to not listen to the voice and the thoughts of Satan because that will pull yeah. us down because he, he wants us to focus on self. He wants to say, Will or David, you're not good enough. Look what you just did. You failed yet again. God yeah. won't have you. Yeah. You can't do this. You need to try harder or you can't do it at all. And I love one of my favorite verses is in the Gospel of John, and it's John chapter 6. And John in, uh, Jesus in John chapter 6, he says, I'm the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. That's verse 35. Right. Verse 36, but I said to you that you have seen me, and yet you do not believe. Verse 37, all that the Father gives to me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will in no wise cast out. out. There is no way I'll cast them out. So we need to keep coming to Jesus. And I want to challenge our listeners that um, the Bible is full of examples of people that have been committed and yet strayed and have fallen. And I think of James chapter 5 where um, James is talking about prayer for the sick and anointing and he talks about um, the persistence of prayer of Elijah and he says, Elijah was a man uh, with the same passions as us, a man like us. He had he had the human condition of frailties and yet while connected to the Lord Jesus Christ, he had all the power of heaven available to him. And so our challenge to our listeners tonight is essentially to commit their lives to Jesus Christ. Don't stop growing. Yeah. Don't don't continue to drink milk yes. when you can move on to meat or vegetarian meat, if That's you like. Right. Grow in Christ. Spend time with the Lord every day. Learn of Him and lean on Him and continue to do so. And it is only by continually being connected to the vine, to Jesus Christ, and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that we will experience growth. I'd like to pray for our listeners, Will. Father in heaven, I just want to pray for each and every listener, those listening live and those that will go back through the app and listen. Father, maybe some people have already accepted Christ. Maybe they're growing healthily in you, but there are other people, Lord, that maybe don't know how to give themselves to you. Father, I pray that they'll speak to a pastor, they'll speak to a friend, they'll read their scriptures, they'll realize they can come to you as they are, giving themselves to you as they are. Father, may we confess our sins, may we surrender fully, may we invite you into our lives not just once, Lord, but daily and continually ask to be filled with your Spirit. Father, we know as we walk with you, you will grow us. May we not focus on our defects or our fruit, Lord, because it's your fruit. May we focus on you and being connected to you, and may your Spirit live within us. And each person I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, uh, Pastor Dave, for sharing with our listeners today. So I think we can... We can confidently say, is growth in Christ possible? We'd like to say yes, absolutely, as you stay connected to the vine, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our time's up for today. We hope you enjoyed our program. Tomorrow we have Gary and Ricardo looking at the question, how do I live for Christ? 
So please join our team tomorrow. But until then, we'll leave you with the words of Jesus Christ in the Gospel of John. It says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. May God richly bless you and we'll see you next time. Your friend.